Now, at this time of the year, supermarket shelves are groaning with Easter chocolates. But there's a troubling story behind these products. Child exploitation and the mass destruction of forests are huge problems in the cocoa industry, cocoa being, of course, the main ingredient of chocolate. Carolyn Kitto is co-director of the organisation Be Slavery Free and it compiles the annual chocolate scorecard. Around three quarters of the world's cocoa is grown in West Africa and the largest growing countries are Ghana and Cote d'Ivoire. We only have the figures for those two countries but it's estimated around 1.5 million children are in forms of child labour. That's work that impinges their education and so on. And around 95% of them are actually in what's known as a worst form of child labour, which means they're also exposed to hazards. They may have been trafficked and they're exposed to chemicals that damage their health. You mentioned there they may have been trafficked. Are we talking here about, in effect, children in modern slavery? Yes, we are. In Australia's legislation, worst forms of child labour is regarded as a form of slavery. What about children who are recruited to work on the family farm, though? This is common in parts of of Africa. Do they still face risks or dangers? Yes, and there's a bit of a scale, Andrew. So there's child help or child work, which is the normal kind of thing that's good for every child to do. Pack the dishwasher, sweep the floor mow the lawn. What we're talking about is something that has moved on from that. It's not a good part of their socialisation. It will impact them in attending school. It will potentially be harmful to them because they're doing things like carrying loads that are too big for their body and will have potential long-term damage and impact. And then there's the additional things like being involved in what is actually very dangerous work. As I understand it, cocoa farmers have seen a dramatic fall in their incomes in recent years. Does this increase the impetus for child labour? Yes, it does, because we're talking about people who are extremely poor and we're talking about situations where they're just seeking to eke out an existence and what they have primarily to do that with is cocoa. So there's a couple of ways of thinking about it. Oxfam's just come out with a report saying that the overall value of a farmer's income has dropped by 16% in the harvest years 2021 to 2022. But many years ago, we're probably going back 30 or 40 now, a cocoa farmer used to receive about 50% of the value chain. So of a chocolate bar, about half of it was going back to the farmer. We now find that that's closer to 6 or 7%. So they're getting less, even though their cocoa is the most essential ingredient in the chocolate. You can't have chocolate without cocoa. And other people in the value chain are earning a lot more. So where's the money going? That's extraordinary, going from 50% to 6 or 7% of yes, the yes. product. Well, we're talking about some of the largest companies in the world, companies such as the company owned by the richest man in Italy. You're talking about companies like the fifth richest man in Austria, the fifth richest man in Germany, the third 
largest family-owned company in the US, the largest private trader in the US, and so on. So there are people that are making a lot of money out of this, and simply their dividends, a quarter or a third of them would actually pay for every farmer to have what we call a living income. Yeah, I mean, people can go to your website, chocolatescorecard.com. We can say, though, because it's a very controversial company, that that uh, Walmart in the United States rates very poorly on your yes. scorecard. Yes. What are you asking of chocolate companies and chocolate manufacturers? The two key asks that are foundational is, number one, find out where your cocoa comes from. Because if you don't know where it comes from, you actually can't know what's happening there. And if you don't know what's happening there, then you can't fix it. So that's number one. Trace where your cocoa comes from. About 50% of the cocoa in the world is what's called indirect. Nobody knows where it comes from. So we're asking them, first of all, to have a mechanism for tracing. And the second thing that we're asking for is to have a policy and a mechanism for living income, which means that in that context, they are earning enough to have enough food, water, sanitation, shelter, education for their kids and medical help when they need it and a little bit left over for those little emergencies that they can actually live a decent life. It's not just child exploitation that concerns you. A lot of chocolate manufacturers now promote themselves as sustainable. Mm. How serious are they? When you and I look at a label and it says 100% sustainably sourced, I think that that means that the farmer that grew it and the context in which it was grown were sustainable. What it actually means is that the company has a sustainability program. That program was probably in the area where the farmer grew the cocoa. So to be regarded as providing sustainably sourced cocoa, it might mean you participated in a 20-question survey that was part of the sustainability program. It doesn't mean that you are earning enough. It doesn't mean that your children are going to school. It doesn't mean that there was not deforestation or misuse of chemicals in the production of your cocoa. Yeah, the deforestation thing is huge, by the way. Uh, just remind us, your husband, uh, Fuzz Kitto, he was in West mm. Africa. He has a story to tell about yes. um, deforestation. What happened? Yes, well, he was up near the Liberian border and was asking a group of cocoa farmers what was happening with the deforestation of the forests up around that area. At first, they kind of looked at him and they told him to be quiet and he was a bit taken aback and they started hushing him and he thought that they were saying to him that they didn't want to talk about it. In fact, they were telling him to be quiet and listen. And after half a minute or so, they said, hear that noise? That's the caterpillar bulldozers deforesting the national park. Now, 30% of that deforestation is for the purpose of growing cocoa. And what's the scale, just finally, Carolyn, of that deforestation? Oh, the scale is extraordinary. So we're talking about, again, nobody exactly knows, but in Ghana, you're talking around 84% of the natural protected national forests. And in Cote d'Ivoire, you're talking 90% have gone. 
84 and 90% gone in those two countries. It's a statement worth repeating. Uh, you can find yeah. the chocolate scorecard at chocolatescorecard.com. It is produced by the organisation Be Slavery Free. Carolyn Kitto is one of the spokespeople. Carolyn, thanks for being on the program. Thank you, Andrew. Really appreciate it.